welcome to episode 135 of NCP. <laughs> Please don't, there's a, there's a, a lavatory right, right down the hall. Okay. <laughs> My name is David, and joining me for this episode is the lovely Crystal. I don't know what that was. That I don't was know. quite bizarre. You're, you're strange in the mornings. Possessed. We should record in the afternoon. Yeah, probably. You're not a morning person. Our uh, regular listeners would know that uh, you normally would also have uh, young Bo, young American Bo. America's own. Young Americans, young. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but unfortunately, you can't join us today uh, due to uh, family reasons, so um, all of all of our NCP love, over to Yunbo. Love to Bo. Love Bo. That's and, creepy, dude. It did sound kind of creepy. It wasn't yeah, meant We to. didn't mean it that way, Bo. No. <laughs> so it's, uh, it, is, it is a shame that he can't join us, but uh, he does He does send his love, and uh, he's uh, also given his opinion on the Contest of Champions winner, so we'll mention that during that segment. And in saying that, Contest of Champions, for the rest of this episode, we have uh, news, reviews, um, and round five of Contest of Champions. Uh, in the in the, the fact that Bo's not joining us, I've decided to cut Azrael three times, because it's basically, it's, you know... It'll be Bo, just you talking. It'll be me just talking, so it's kind of boilers. <laughs> and um, me snoring. And we did have... <laughs> nice. And we did have a top five uh, plan as well, but uh, Bo really, was really excited about it, so I felt bad, so we'll, we'll cut that and we'll wait, we'll... Wait till he's on back with us before we can do that one. That works well for me because I didn't manage to do my homework. Oh, no, there was no need to mention that. You could have gotten away with it scot-free. <laughs> Nobody would have known. <laughs> <laughs> and just another thing for uh, for regular listeners, uh, at, at the start I usually say Nerd Culture Podcast, um, but I've changed it to NCP because... Uh, it's easier to say. It's easy. It's easier to say. It's cooler. Um, and there's it also another. There's another sort of reason for it, which um, I'll get to when we get to the news. So, been saying that. Under the news. I'm on tenterhooks. Hey, that's not very good. <laughs> uh, so, there's been a. Um, a few sort of notable deaths and uh, recently. Actually, I don't even like that term, notable deaths. Like, anybody who dies is notable, and they're all still human. How People still it, love how, them. How else would you phrase it? There have been a few deaths recently that we should note. I don't know. I just think yeah. it's disrespectful for other people that die. In memoriam. We should have a segment. In memoriam. In memoriam. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it that. In memoriam. Um, we had uh, Sir Terry Pratchett has passed on uh, from due to complications from Alzheimer's. It's a massive blow to the literary world. I mean, he was just a legend. Like, he was I'm much loved. I was a massive fan of his books. And, yeah. But um, my first thought is perhaps he gets to meet one of my favourite characters now. Hmm. There was a few uh, memes like that yes. sort of going around where I actually got to meet Death. Yes. At yeah. last, uh, Terry, we must walk. Yeah, that was the final tweet from his from his account, yeah? Yeah, in capitals, because Death always talks That's in capitals. Right. Yes. Yeah. So, I, I do like... <laughs> I mean, why did they, they after that tweet, actually had to have another tweet explaining that it was that death dogs in capitals and that they weren't shouting? It's like, come on. You don't, you well, don't, you don't need to explain that. Screw in, people. The internet, does, the does, internet. doesn't really yeah. get it we'll get, we'll get back to the internet later on <laughs> as we go. But, uh, yeah, so, so Terry Pratchett, it's a damn shame. He was damn, he was bloody funny. He's, uh, his uh, T-shirt that he used to wear at conventions was uh, uh, used to, uh, Tolkien's dead. Um, somebody else said no. Oh, J.K. Rowling said no, so they they got stuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's not true. You're awesome. So yeah, it's a massive shame. Uh, we also had uh, Malcolm Fraser, an Australian uh, former Australian Prime Minister and uh, leader of the Liberal Party. Uh, so we're throwing a bit of Australian politics in there for you. Has uh, passed on as well. Um, he uh, 
he did quite a lot of good things in his term in office. So he was he was kind of he was he was well regarded for the most part. Uh, there was quite a few Liberal Party people who weren't too fond of him. It's, uh, we're in some scandalous things, but uh, but overall he was. We won't mention the pants because that would be disrespectful. What? What about the pants? He caught with his pants down at some point. Did he? <laughs> I don't really follow Australian politics all that much. I don't really understand Australian politics. I, I mean, politics in general, I just don't really get it. Um, I think he was uh, more well-regarded in his later years after he clicked Yeah, I'd say so. so things, things like Care Australia and... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, like all politicians, they all, you know, they all do some good things, but most of the time they're just politicians, let's be honest. Yes. Anyway, eighty-four years old—that's pretty good. Yep, had a good innings. Um, and the other, the other um, in Warham, I want to mention is—I uh, mean, she's not a you know celebrity or anything like that. But uh, uh, Jan Mesa Vukotic. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if that's if that's pronounced right. But, uh, I don't know if that's pronounced right, and I do apologise if it's not. But uh, Mesa Vukotic is uh, a young girl who. Um, was murdered uh, a, a, just a couple of days ago, um, and uh, the reason I wanted to bring her up is just—I mean, it's just for some reason it's kind of kind of struck me. I mean, young Mesa um, or, or Massa, um, she was just broad daylight walking through a park, you know, trying to stay stay fit, going for a walk, and uh, some scumbag decides to attack her and uh, unfortunately kill her. So it's—I don't know—I just—I just—I feel really bad. For her family and uh, and her friends and uh, and it's just a sign of the world we live in, I suppose. It's just you know, I just I just I thought she should be remembered in some way. That's nice. Just quickly going back to the uh, trying to sort of brighten up a little bit. As uh, going back to the the political sort of nature, like I said, I don't really understand Australian politics, but there was a, a thing in the news recently uh, where politician Chris Pine. Um, gave can, a, can we call him Christopher Pine? Because we don't want him to get him confused with Captain Kirk. Okay, okay Christopher Pine. It is it is spelt wrong. That's different. P P Y N E. I say wrong <laughs> just differently. Um, but uh, yeah. So and uh, I'm not too sure exactly what his role is. What, what's his position? Shadow no, no, financial he's, person. He's in the government. Oh. He's in the government. So he's the actual... No, he's not the main financial no, no, person. No, I forgot. Let's, anyway. let's do a quick Google. Anyway, he's, he's one of Australia's politicians and uh, he gave a media... A, a media interview uh, just recently, which is just just comedy gold. Uh, it's just it, he should not be allowed to be in, in the in, in the media. I mean, he's just hopeless. I'm a fixer. And uh, I fixed yeah. it for you. <laughs> it's it is hilarious. Um, but so and uh, a, Twitter, a Twitter user Rabbit and Coffee. So at Rabbit and Coffee, he's done a video called Star Wars Fixed, which is you know. Obviously, alluding to uh, him fi- being the fixer, the fixer, um, and it's and it's the scene. It's the scene in the in the Death Star uh, where all the Imperial officers are, are all, you know, basically all discussing the Death Star and you know that sort of stuff. And you know, I find your sense, I find your faith, lack of faith, disturbing that sort of stuff. But he's replaced one of the the officers with um, with Chris Pine, you know, with the the lines from that interview, and it just it is comedy gold. I was crying. I was laughing so hard. I want it to be a surprise for you. Yeah, it is just, it's so creepy. He's like, he actually reminds me, he, he reminds me so well. much of the, of the guy from uh, the Carry On films. Oh, yes. <laughs> Especially that bit at the end where he's doing that smile and the nod. Or is it, or a bit, maybe a bit Mr. Humphreys. Yeah. He's, oh, yeah, Mr. Humphreys, yeah. Humphreys. He's the, he's the Minister for Education and Training. So he was actually talking about um, the university um, fees 
That's right, yeah, the fees. In the, in the budget. Fees, yeah. he, he, he fixed it. Anyway, so uh, so check it out. <laughs> it's, uh, it's at Rabbit and Coffee. Uh, I'll, I'll have the link in the, in, the, in the show notes. It is comedy gold. Also, uh, check out the roast headlines via The Guardian, Mark Humphreys. Oh, that's right, yeah. He does a very good take on it as well. <laughs> the, roast, the roast is back in a, in a, a smaller form, but yes. still, it's back. <laughs> and then, so, yeah, so congrats to uh, Mark for his triumphant return. Um, and I just read this morning, just before we went to air, that breaking uh, news. Yeah, breaking news that uh, I can't. I can't pronounce his name. Is it Nitch? Nick. Yeah, Nick. So even though it's C H, so Nick. Um, so Nick Richardson is going to be hosting Good Game Pocket uh, for the next five weeks. So oh, he's, yes. he's really excited. So, uh, so, um, so going back to uh, my talking about uh, calling it NCP instead of No Culture Podcast. There's, there's, there's been a, uh, there's been. A, there's been a few items this week, uh, in the past couple of weeks since the last episode, uh, thrown in uh, on the internet. You know, the, the whole internet explodes and, you know, reactions and all that sort of stuff. Now, we, we, sometimes, we joke about it sometimes on the show, you know, about, you know the unfortunate internet reactions and, and all that sort of stuff. And there was, there was, there was a couple of incidents this, this week that, uh, for some reason, affected me much more than these things normally do. Not, most of the time, I just sort of shrug it off and it's like, you know, People are people and, you know, give them an online forum and away they go sort of stuff. Um, and even though none of these subjects uh, that happened affect me personally in any way, shape or form, for some reason they made me very, very angry. And uh, for the first time ever, it actually, it really, it actually like affected my mental well-being. Like I was actually, like, I actually got quite depressed and angry and upset and it was, it was quite weird. And so my reaction, I was, I was originally going to have like a massive rant. On the, on, you know, because this is my forum, the show, so you know, this is the chance for me to do that sort of stuff. But I've decided, I, I just, I really just can't be bothered. I, I basically, I've gotten to the point now where I just, I just don't care anymore because caring gets me upset, and so I just, instead of making other people upset, I'm just not going to worry about it. You know what I mean? So I mentioned the actual incidents themselves, just so people give a sort of an, a general idea of what I'm talking about. There was an alternate cover produced for the comic Batgirl uh, from DC Comics, and it was uh, um, Raphael Albuquerque, um, I think you pronounce his name, um, and, and it's and it was in the theme of the Killing Joke. So the Killing Joke is a comic that came out you know, about twenty five years ago from Alan Moore um, and Brian Boland, and uh, you know it's controversial, it's adult, it's you know it's I think it's I think it's brilliant, uh, but you know it's it's a very important part of the Batman mythos. Now. Having a cover based on that that sort of general theme would generally not would not be a problem. The cover actually is is awesome. It is a very 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 good piece piece of work, and uh, you know in any other time period it would be perfectly fine. Um, and the only problem though is that DC is is very much pushing towards a you know family friendly and women friendly sort of environment now because of much of the, the criticism the justifiably uh, sorry criticism that they gained from New Fifty Two. Um, and Batgirl in particular is very much now marketed to young girls, you know, not, not super, super young girls, we're not talking Powerpuff girls, but sort of, you know, sort of teen girls and, you know, sort of young women and stuff. And it's, you know, it's, it's light. Young, young adult girls. Yeah, young adult girls. It's light, it's friendly, it's welcoming, and it's actually quite cool, so check it out. And so obviously the cover just doesn't match. Now it is, it is uh, an alternate cover, or, you know, it's one of those, um, you know, incentive incentive type covers and stuff like that but that's still not really good enough it's still a cover that is going to be associated with the comic and it just doesn't work for the theme that that comic is trying to trying to portray now people brought that up and uh they got to got to back to 
DC and and uh, Raphael, of course. And Raphael asked DC to cut the the cover, you know, in 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 respect for people's you know hurt feelings and stuff, which I think is awesome. And the fact that Raphael did that is is very impressive, I think. Um, the DC press release that they that they that they released um, is a joke. I mean, they basically said, you know, it's. It, you know, in, in reference, in indifference to you know people's feelings and Raphael's wishes, we've decided to pull this cover, which is clearly bullshit. I mean, they've pulled it because of all the negative press, and uh, they've just they've used Raphael as an excuse. But that's you know neither here nor there. Uh, it's so yeah. So that that was that sort of situation. Now the thing that the actual so that sort of situation is really not that big of a deal. But the fact that the people who brought that sort of the, the inappropriateness of this cover to, to DC to the world's attention um, got you know the, the typical internet backlash because they ha- because the majority of them seemed to you know were women I mean most specifically sites like um, the Mary Sue um, and DC women kicking ass I think is the, is the website um, it, you know those particular two sort of websites you know they're very vocal about women in, in comics and and you know that's fine. I don't always agree with what they say, but they, you know, they, they have what they they have their opinions, and they got you know the the, the standard usual crap that I'm just sick about of reporting about uh, you know anti you know anti women type stuff you know feminazi you know you should be raped and you know all that sort of crap that I'm just so tired of and it's just it's what's got me to the point that I'm at you know what I mean I'm just it's just why do people have to be that way like these these women are allowed to had entitled to their opinion. It is. There's no need to threaten violence against them because of it. Just, it's so frustrating. That then leads into the Wonder Woman costume change. The you know they've changed Wonder Woman's costume. It's not the first time it's happened. It's happened a hundred times. You know, in the past, who cares? Um, and you know, because you know they applaud it, people are complaining about it. So because Wonder Woman is actually now not showing flesh all the time. I mean, she's not wearing a stars and striped bikini. She's actually wearing like a bodysuit type stuff. That you know, people have complained. It's like, oh, you know, people ruin it for every other people, and you know, DC have bowed down as you know to females and lots of stuff. It's all rubbish. I mean, the costume they gave her the costume because it more fits what it is that she's trying to do. She's gonna, she's she's the god of war, and she needs to go into war, so she needs to be covered. You don't wear a bikini in war, exactly. So it just doesn't make and, any and sense. How many times have they changed Superman's costume over the years, and nobody blinks an eye? They hardly ever change Superman's costume. I saw a graphic where Superman's his costumes changed at least thirty times over the years. He's like, oh, there's sort of minor yeah. sort of modifications yeah. to the his, emblem and his stuff. His pants yeah, have got yeah, bigger. Yeah. His pants have got smaller. The emblems changed. He's lost his pants. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> He's lost his pants. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> thank you for the for lightening that up a little bit. Anyway, I mean, I and you know, truth be told, I think I think the costume's ugly. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. I actually don't. I don't like it at all. It's, it seems to be very slapdash. I mean, it's like it's it's sort of an armor sort of stuff and they've sort of just thrown the body covering stuff in as an afterthought and it doesn't just doesn't really work for me but the whole, once again the whole backlash you know there's there, there were certain people saying certain things there and, are more you know, important things in the world to get fired up about i don't well yeah exactly so i don't know and once again certain certain people like you know f- certain female creators have been attacked because you know they've ruined it for everybody you know it's just i don't know Anyway, and the last, last but not least, um, Chris Sims, who is a writer for, I want to say, Comics Alliance. He actually, yeah, no, Comics Alliance. He basically does the same sort of thing we do. I mean, he's, you know, he podcasts, he writes articles, and you know, he's been in the, on the scene for you know ten or so years. And uh, 
he recently announced that he's been given a writing gig at Marvel. So, you know, dream comes true sort of stuff. You know, he spent 10 years talking about comics and now he actually gets to write a comic for, you know, a major company. So, you know, congratulations on that. Uh, now, the reason that the, that's caused a bit of controversy is that Chris Sims himself is a controversial figure. I don't agree with everything he says. I actually think sometimes he's kind of mean for no real reason. The problem is, is that uh, in when that announcement was made, um, it was brought to light that uh, a few years ago, about five five or seven years ago, I think, he online bullied uh, a female comic creator, um, artist and, and writer. And uh, it got it basically got so bad that she eventually had to sort of quit social media and, and sort of uh, and get, you know, psychological help. And, you know, it basically, it basically affected her very badly. Um, and uh, Chris Sims never bothered to apologise uh, until now. So now that it's been brought to light, he's he's now apologised. So there's you know there's a couple of problems there's a couple of problems with that. A that he did it in the first place. Uh, B that he's only just now apologised. And C when he apologised, he apologised to her husband, and not to her directly. And so people, it's like, well, you know, this is just a, another sign of your misogyny sort of stuff. Um, and uh, it's gotten you know quite nasty calls for him to be fired and and all that sort of stuff. He hasn't been as of as of this recording. He he's still going to proceed with the with the comic and. Uh, but you know the the lady that he's that he's bullied is is quite upset about it, and you know justifiably so. So that brings brings me back to the NCP thing. Um, it's upsetting, and you know, and I'm I'm sick of talking about it to be honest with you. And it's so that's why sort of the nerd culture part of our podcast, a nerd culture podcast. I'm actually I'm, uh, as as of the other day, I'm actually kind of ashamed. I'm, I'm it's, it's like it's I don't want to be associated with that sort of culture, you know, at, at the moment. My, I'm obvi- I mean, obviously, I'll, I'll feel a bit better about it later on, and, in, and you know, it's I might think, might think differently, but at the moment, I'm just, I'm actually quite upset about it. Uh, so it took you a long time to get around to the point. <laughs> Sorry. But, but I, I, I understand. Yes. So, listeners, we hadn't talked about this before the show, so I've been as engrossed as you have been listening to this. Oh, well, hopefully you've been engrossed. And, um, and, uh, and it, it, yes, I think that's a very good point. I, mean, I never didn't make the make the connection myself um, because most of nerd culture is great. It is. It's awesome. But it's, it's getting a bit of a bad rap at the moment because people are behaving like idiots. Exactly. Yep. Like idiots is probably the best description. So yeah. So it's not like. Um, I'm not disassociating myself from the show or anything like that. I just, I just, I mean, I, but I think, uh, you know, let's let's put all the cards on the table. I think that the name Nerd Culture Podcast is quite clunky um, as it is, and I actually prefer NCP because it sounds cool. NCP. We've been calling it that for some time, anyway. Yeah, and so, but it's just, it just, it's really struck home for me, you know, this past week, and uh, I just, just for my own peace of mind, we're just going to refer to only as NCP for a while, and we'll see what happens. It, it, it will go from there. So, uh, so I, I apologise that that was a bit of a ramble, um, and uh, I do. I also apologise if anybody is offended by that. I, hopefully not. I don't see why you would be, but if you are, I do apologise, and uh, I hope that makes a lot of sense. And moving on. Cool. Okay, so uh, moving on to our reviews. Now, Crystal's going to go first, and she's got uh, an interesting idea for her review. Well, it's technically it's not my idea. Um, when we were back in our dating days, we'd go and see a movie, and you would always say to me, I think it was three at the time, yeah. but we're changing it for the purposes of this review, three good things, three bad things. 
So for the purposes of this review, which I'm going to review the movie Top 5, I'm going to do five good things, five bad things. Awesome. We'll mix it up. Mix different it up. review format. <laughs> it's a new day. It's a new day. <laughs> new day on NCP. I've just pressed, well, I, won't go, I won't jump straight into the, the, the five good things, five bad things. I'll get a little, a little brief of what the movie is about. The top five is Chris... Oh, I was going to say Pine then. Here's the fixer. Imagine <laughs> <laughs> Christopher Pine in that movie. <laughs> top five is Chris Rock's latest movie. It's the story of a character much like Chris Rock himself, um, but fictionalised. I've forgotten the character's name. Never mind. Not, really not, not really important. Um, uh, he's uh, doing boobies and doesn't hasn't sort of gotten back to his stand up roots, and he's getting married to a uh, reality TV junkie. Would you call her? Well, she's she's an, an analogy for Kim Kardashian. Yeah, so she's it, only famous for being famous, and everything she does has to be on screen. There's no privacy, etc. And um, he is reluctantly he goes. Uh, meets up with uh, Rosario yeah, Dawson's character, who's a reporter for Times, New the Times, New York Times, or a Time Magazine. It's New York Times. Reporter for the New York Times, which makes sense because it's set in New York. Yeah, that's kind of makes sense. <laughs> um, and uh, the the interview becomes uh, sort of a self examination sort of thing, and hilarity presumably ensues. What do you mean presumably? Well, we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> so on to my top five uh, good things and bad things. Should we go bad first or good first? Let's do bad first. Bad first. Uh, it's a romantic comedy, but I found it a, a bit predictable. It followed the, the predictable romantic comedy route. Okay. So uh, there's nothing in there that really surprised me, except maybe for a revolution about... A revolution? A revelation. <laughs> A revelation about uh, the reporter Jerry Seinfeld. No, nope, he's not bad. There's nothing wrong with Jerry Seinfeld. Love Jerry Seinfeld. Gotta love the Seinfeld. Um, but uh, as, as I saw uh, Chris Rock promoting this uh, movie on Jimmy Fallon's Tonight Show, and um, I expected more from the Jerry Seinfeld appearance than there actually was. All right. Still nice to see him, but I expected more. I didn't recognise a lot of the special guest appearances and I think I would have enjoyed the movie more if I had this is not the fault of the movie at all this is totally me I'm just not up there with all the latest hip hop people so (laughs) I'm I'm not down with the kiddies and um, and I think uh, I I think I might have enjoyed this movie a whole lot more if I had recognised the um, the cameos but does that say a bit about the movie that it's relying a bit too much on the cameos I don't think it relies on the cameos. I mean, the fact that it's Cedric the Entertainer is not really relevant to the character. Yeah. Because he's completely different to who Cedric is. Yeah. I guess the only one that's kind of relevant that you would sort of need to understand for it to be funny is DMX in the prison. Yeah. Yeah, didn't know that. But, yeah, as I was saying, if you're into the hip-hop world, I think you will enjoy this movie a lot more than you would otherwise mm. because of the special cameos. Not a lot of laughs for me in this movie. Right. I think we're about 20 minutes in before I giggled at something. And the number five of my five bad things is this, the scene with the hookers. I found that gross and uncomfortable. <laughs> not, <laughs> yeah, but so did he, though. Not, yeah. I, I was meant to come across that way, but I was just, yeah. It was also meant to be funny, but 
I just found it gross and uncomfortable. <laughs> and on to my top five good things. Cool. Um, I love that it was set in New York. Because as listeners know, we, we went there last year, and so anything set in New York now, I'm, I'm watching for places where I've been. So that's kind of fun. Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> I love how he's any good and bad. <laughs> well, it's always good to see Jerry Seinfeld. And then he, uh, um, like I said, that the... They, they talked it up a bit too much because I was expecting a bit more because uh, Chris Rock was saying, this is not the Jerry Seinfeld you've seen before. This is He's out there. He's doing this. Really, the worst thing he did was say the word vagina. <laughs> right, yeah. Can we say that? The fact podcast? that he's admitted that he has mistresses, I suppose, is the, probably the worst thing. Yeah, but it's a Jerry Seinfeld character. You don't know that that's him in real life. Maybe. Well, I don't know. But it's, it's, <laughs> okay. it's a fictionalised Jerry Seinfeld. Right, yeah. Um Chris Rock's character himself was quite likable, I and mean, you sort of enjoyed watching him. And, you know, felt for the guy. Um, I was not bored throughout the whole movie. It was a quite watchable movie. Um, and my last one, uh, my last top five, is I enjoyed the shout out to the Roots right at the end there, and and I was pleased that I understood why they shouted out to the Roots because uh, Questlove is uh, executive music producer. <laughs> On your Questlove, yes. So there you go, my five bad things and my top five good things about the movie top five i don't know whether he's laughing with me or at me <laughs> the look on your face <laughs> hilarious cool all right well uh as usual i'm gonna sneak in more than one review um I've, uh, he's that kind of guy I'm, i am that type of guy i um i've been on a tv series watching binge recently because of uh, JB's got a sale on uh, TV series, and we've uh, streaming streaming uh, facilities have have now finally arrived in Australia. Uh, so I've, been, I've had access to more TV shows than I would normally have. So I've gone mad, gone mad on watching the TV shows. But I, I will only talk about a couple of them uh, very briefly. Uh, Powers uh, is a new series from uh, Sony. Original entertainment, so the the PlayStation Network essentially is, is producing sort of original content, much like you know sort of HBO and stuff. Um, and Powers is uh, is one of those. It's based on the comic series by Brian Mokabendis and Michael Avon Oming, I think is the middle name, but you know, Michael Oming, the artist. Does it um, have Powers Booth in it? No, but that's a failing. It probably it probably should at some point. Um, it's it is slightly changed. Uh, it's there's quite a few changes from the comic itself, but the general idea is the same. Christian Walker, police officer for uh, the Powers Division, um, used to be a super, uh, as they're called in the show, and is now not, as they lost his powers and uh, is struggling to sort of cope with that fact in a world that, that has powers. Uh, but he is a, an integral part of the super, uh, the Powers Division, in order to sort of catch powered criminals. Um, yeah, and it's and uh, it's pretty cool. It's I mean, despite the my usual casting gripes, I mean, Shelto Copley uh, is playing Christian, and he looks nothing like the character in the comic, um, and that kind of does irk me a little. But it does work for the universe that they've created. The, I mean, the TV universe is different to the comic universe, and so it does work. Um, it's also, uh, the, I can't remember her name, but the the girl that they cast for Dina is great. She basically is Dina, which is awesome. Um, and they've, they have sort of changed the sort of the the, uh, the general theme. Um, the general theme is the same, but the story, most of the plots have, have sort of been altered. Um, so in the comics, uh, the murder at the start is, is Retro Girl, and then they sort of have to investigate the mystery of that. But in this, uh, Retro Girl is very much alive, and it's actually uh, Olympia who dies at the start, which is 
in the comics is not for quite a while later on. So it's you know it's, like I said, minor changes, but it is it's an entertaining it's entertaining show. I mean, Chateau Copeland is always good. Uh, like I said, the the lady that plays Dina is is quite good, um, and you know the special effects are you know a basic TV special effects, but they do what they do, um, and uh, it's always good seeing uh, Michelle Forbes because she's awesome. Ensign Rowe. Ensign Rowe herself as uh, Retro Girl. And it also has Australia's own Noah Taylor in it, which is uh, pretty cool. Yes, Australia's own. Uh, the other other show I've been watching is Sleepy Hollow. Um, I, I don't know why. I think I read I read something about it somewhere. And oh no, no, this is why I saw a gif. I saw a gif on Nine Gag of a scene where the main character, uh, who's Ichabod Crane, is, is uh, the basic premise is that Ichabod Crane has uh, been has been a, in suspended animation since his time, so since the revolution. And has been reawoken in you know modern day Sleepy Hollow, and uh, he, you know, in part of the grand mythological, you know, thing of the thing of the show is that he is meant to stop the up the coming apocalypse. So there's there's obviously a lot more to it to that, but he and uh, a police officer um, are meant to team up and stop the apocalypse. You know, all sort of biblical sort of stuff. Anyway, so there was the gift that I saw is uh, it, because he's you know a man at a time essentially. Uh, every every single episode has some sort of out of time reference you know his uh, and uh, and they are they are quite funny they're probably the one hook that sort of keeps me watching because they they do it in in a in a pretty interesting way and uh, it's it's it, and like i said they're quite funny um and the gift that i saw is that he's looking at a phone that says swipe right and he actually swipes the moves the entire phone like to the right on the table <laughs> and he's like and uh, which i you know I, I thought was hilarious and i was like all right well i've heard a lot of things about this show i might as well check it out and uh, planning to only watch the first couple of episodes and uh, ended up watching two seasons. So there you go. Um, I quite like uh, the guy that plays Ichabod Crane. I think he's, he's very, very cool. I like the character. Um, I like his partner, the police officer, uh, the young African-American police officer. And, uh, you know, and, and I'm enjoying, I, I enjoy the sort of the, the biblical, you know, apocalyptic type sort of storylines, you know, those sort of things. So I enjoy those quite a lot, quite a lot as well. And, and then, like I said, the, the man out of time comedy bits are hilarious. Um, especially one particular scene where he actually goes to a reenactment, a, a revolutionary war reenactment thing. Mm. And of course he's, I mean, he's from that period. So he's wearing those clothes. He finds modern clothes quite uncomfortable. There's one scene where he tries on skinny jeans and he's like, what the hell is this? So he puts, you know, he always he keeps wearing his, his original sort of clothing. And, um, which has got a, which has got a smell, but uh, yeah, um, and he so you see he finds himself in the middle of this sort of reenactment type thing, and he meets this young lady, and she's in character, and she thinks he's in character as well, but he's not; he's actually just being him. So it is uh, quite fu- quite funny, um, but <laughs> so and uh, strangely enough, that was enough to keep me watching for the for the entire two series. Uh, it's it has been it has been greenlit for a, a third series, possibly even already started, which we haven't got here yet, but um, and. But I, I don't think I'll, I'll keep going. It's good, but it's not that good. The um, the swipe right story reminds me of once I had to help an, an older gentleman on the computer and I said, now click on that point to an icon. So he chaps the screen with his finger. This is before touchscreen computers. Yeah. I said, no, no, you have to do it with the mouse. So he picks the mouse up and puts the mouse on the screen. Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> You didn't, you didn't embarrass the poor man, did you? You're like, no, 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 I'm sorry. I don't remember. I don't recall. I don't think so. Uh, that's I, awesome. I, what a legend. I managed not to laugh until later. I would have given him a hug. Um, <laughs> we the, uh, do that. <laughs> so the, 
Uh, yeah, the the main the main part of the, my review is uh, the TV series Bates Motel. Um, yeah, I went to I went into this series full of uh, trepidation. You know what I mean? I mean, the, the, it's it's also a bit of a back, bit of uh, background of the show itself. So Bates Motel is is sort of a prequel reboot of the story from of the movie Psycho. So it's uh, so it deals with young Norman. Uh, young Norman Bates and his mother Norma, who have opened up a hotel uh, in White Pine Bay or whatever the, where the place is said. I think I think it's called that White Pine Bay, um, and is meant to sort of explain how they get to the events of the movie Psycho. Now, the, the movie Psycho is is a classic. It's one of my favorite films. It's you know it is it is genius, um, and so I sort of went it's went into this sort of thinking. Well, what well, one prequels are pointless. You know, generally prequels there's really really no need for them. Um, everything should be explained in the in the story that you have, um, and and the other thing was that it's set in modern times, so it's 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 a pretty interesting twist. Is that I mean, it's it's the, the prequel to a movie that came out in you know the sixties, uh, which takes place in the sixties, but it's set in the, now in the two thousands. Um, so it's it's a weird concept, but I've watched the first two seasons of it now. I mean, I'm, I am and I'm absolutely hooked. It is. Uh, I think it's. I think it's an excellent concept. Um, it works. There's enough differences and also enough different uh, sort of nods to the original film to to work for me. Got a balance. Yeah. So it's not it's not slavish to the film, but it's it's like one of my favourite words. Um, Unbiased. Yeah. But uh, but it still gives enough sort of nods to it, yeah. and, uh, and it, it really and it just it just works. It is it's, it's it's quite amazing stuff. I mean. Uh, Vera uh, Faminga or Famiga um, plays Norma, um, and she also uh, produces the show, and uh, and she's just she's just batshit crazy. <laughs> she, is, I mean, she really is just, just she's out there, man, and uh, she's and she's brilliant. I was uh, was pleased that you asked me if I wanted to watch it or not, and, and <laughs> having told me that it creeps you out. If it creeps you out, I'm not gonna watch. That's it. and that's and that that's one of the things for her, and uh, it's. There's not an episode goes by where there's not at least one scene of Norma and Norman interacting in just the creepiest way. It's just it's so creepy, and not in like a horror movie creepy, but it's I mean they're due to their relationship. I mean there's it is, I guess the term I guess is semi incestuous. Like I mean Norma is clearly in love in a possessive way with Norman, mm. and Norman kind of is as well kind of reciprocates but in sort of a different way i don't think i don't think norman is is uh, quite aware of just how unhinged his mother is and but he's slowly getting there and and norman and norman himself is actually probably even crazier than her and and which you know which obviously makes sense because he is crazy um but it's now i mean it's, like i said i've gotten to the, the end of season two now and it's and if the the very last scene of season two is the most obvious nod to the film that they've had yet. It's like a dead on shot of Norman with his, his eyes down, and so he like he raises his eyes and smiles. So it's you know, oh, t- very yeah. Anthony Perkins. Yeah, 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 very Anthony Perkins. Uh, and uh, Norman's played by uh, Freddie Highmore, and uh, he just does an excellent job. So I highly, I, I can't recommend this show enough. I, I, I went into it like I said, with, you know, my, uh, tre- trepidation. I was like, oh, you know, bloody, you know, blasphemy and you know all that sort of stuff. And uh, it really isn't. It's 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 its own beast, and uh, I really, 
really highly recommend it. I'm getting awfully tired of the constant remakes that are coming out because there's so much original material out there that it's just disappointing that it's not getting... These resources aren't getting used for original content. But listening to what you said about it, I, I, it's... I think they're being just as creative with this uh, as they would be with something totally original. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that, and that's why I recommend it so much. It is, it is almost its own entity. Check it out; it's it's awesome stuff. So that was reviews. Now let's move on to Contest of Champions, ladies and gentlemen. All right, Contest of Champions, round five, X-23 versus Deadpool. We've moved up to the next rankings. So Deadpool's back. Deadpool's made a comeback. <laughs> Bloody Deadpool. It's probably a foregone conclusion, isn't it? It is. A, it, well, let's face it. it, it judging by the uh, the you know, Facebook and uh, email votes, yes, it is a foregone conclusion. Um, so, uh, yeah, so Bo, young Bo, like I said, is not here for us. Uh, for this, so it's a bit of a shame. Uh, so it's... We're just going to go through the basics and <laughs> sort of see how it goes. He's given us his, uh, his opinion on, on what he thinks should happen. Shall we do the Facebook the Facebook announce uh, amounts before or after? After. After. No. Although I'm pretty sure I know what it is. It's pretty it's pretty easy to see what it is. Uh, so as as usual, the uh, arena is 1,800 by 1,800 feet cube. Four city blocks. Oblates ferroid. <laughs> With a force field of whatever shape you desire. <laughs> <laughs> that goes up 700 kilometers into space. Uh, into space. Thank you. There are no civilians present. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we had uh, a, we had a, a very good response. Uh, unlike the uh, Steve Austin versus Jamie Summers fight, which had no comments, uh, this one actually had uh, 117 votes. Do any of you people watch TV in the 70s? No. So people using Facebook now. I don't know. They're really big on. So there's no. Uh... I need people on YouTubes. Maybe uh, I just don't think they get <laughs> on YouTubes. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, so we had uh, 117 votes. So I'll give the actual results at the end. But so yeah, we have it. X23 survived her fight against Robin. Uh, Deadpool survived his fight against Deathstroke. She pulled herself back together after the liquid nitrogen. Yep, she's she's healed. She's 100. percent 100. percent They're both at 100 percent capacity. Okay, they've got their health packs. <laughs> Yes, indeed. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so they're uh, good to go. Drop them in. Uh, we're going to put them in uh, at the opposite end of the, of the city. And we've got a bit of we got a bit of feedback about my Deadpool impersonations. And uh, I must say I'm, I'm quite upset about it. <laughs> <laughs> what did you expect? Well, I, you know, I expected it in the, in the I don't know. Expect the, to be, they knocked... Ryan Reynolds at the way and cast you in a movie. Well, no, I mean, I, I, I admit that it was it was crap and <laughs> I was terrible, but uh, you know, at least it was. It was uh, humorously it was, crap. It was humorously crap. Yes. Yeah, I realised I was wor- it was worth a try. I enjoyed but, it. But uh, this feedback is well, thank you. Uh, but this feedback is has come back to say that it, it's uh, it's not funny. Please and, no more. Uh, and please no more. <laughs> please stop. <laughs> <laughs> so I've decided they have got to stop. So you know, bound to popular opinion. If anybody did, I just want to throw it out there. This is this is just blatant seeking approval. But if anybody out there did enjoy them, please let me know. I just did. My well, it's, I mean, I've been out to sit out there. You're right next to me. Uh, so anybody, you know, it's just uh, you know, just to to heal my bruised ego. 
That'd be cool. <laughs> what was a very brief rundown uh, of you know of who they are and their capabilities, right? So I've got to go through the whole thing because we've already done it in the previous fights. But X twenty three female t- teenage female clone of Wolverine, so has all of his abilities. Some would say that she actually is a better healer than him. Uh, so and, no adamantium skeleton. Yeah, but she doesn't have the adamantium skeleton. She does have claws oh, that come out of I her. Listen. Good, thank you. They're out of her hands and feet, uh, and they're dipped in adamantium, but they're not, the rest of the skeleton is not. Um, and uh, like I said, she heals faster than he does, uh, but she's not as strong as he is, obviously. Um, I mean, she is a teenage girl, <laughs> so yeah. And she, you know, once, you know, proficient in you know ridiculous fighting, and she's an assassin and all that sort of stuff. So she's uh, pretty deadly. Uh, Deadpool, is, is there any introductions even needed? I can do anything really. Mercenary, he's got a pouch of unlimited space that he can pull anything out of. You know, he uh, ridiculous healing factor, probably even more powerful than Laura's, but only just. Uh, you know, fighting skills, assassin, all that sort of stuff. I mean, it's a pretty, pretty lethal combination. Uh, he also has, as often gets pointed out in the Facebook comments, he has a sword that negates healing factors um and his greatest ability is the ability to break the fourth wall so he's self-aware essentially so he knows he's a comic book character and soon to be movie character so it's uh he's pretty excited about that he is pretty excited <laughs> when you're being played by ryan reynolds that's pretty good so uh <laughs> i did say played by not played with <laughs> so in case you want to give me that weird look i didn't i didn't what, what? So yeah, so we're chucking him in. Uh, Laurel is just going to go straight for the kill. Uh, try and track him down. And uh, Deadpool's... She won't take any of his guff. I reckon Deadpool's just going to kick back, whip out a picnic set from his uh, from his bag, sit down. Have a sandwich. Have a sandwich. <laughs> and a pina colada. <laughs> and just sort of chill and relax. With yeah. an umbrella. <laughs> he's, uh, he's got, his, he's got the, the stockings of his feet off, so he's just sitting there, you know. Sun in his toes, and uh, he's uh, quite quite chilling. Uh, Laura sneaks in, so essentially, I think Laura's only real chance is if she goes for a sneak attack. And they're from the same universe, so uh, so she knows who he is. So if Laura's able to sneak up and behead him, she'll then win by our one minute thirty second default rule. Mm. Otherwise, if he if he's aware. He's, you know, so if he if he knows what's going on and and uh, and they actually have to engage, I think it's going to be a long and brutal fight. But in the end, Deadpool's going to win it. There's no way she could sneak up on him in this scenario because he knows he's there to fight someone, so he'll be on his alert for someone to sneak up on him. Yeah. So I think that I think the the twist that I want is because um, there's 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 actual in universe evidence of of Deadpool beating of actually killing Laura. Um, so I mean I've got to be honest. I, I mean I'm a big I'm a huge I'm a Deadpool fan, but I'm also I'm a bit of a bigger X twenty three fan. I think she's awesome. She's one of my favorite characters, and I wanted to win. I just but I just don't think in this scenario since since we've established the fact that Deadpool is self aware and that he knows he's in this competition. And, and knows what Laura's capable he's of. He's got that sword. Unless and he's she got gets the sword. that away from him. Yeah. I just don't think she's going to pull it off. So that's why, I was, that's why I was hoping that maybe we could... If she can get the sneak attack in and behead him. But even if she does, he's going to flail around like a comic book character without his head on it and still lash out with the sword. Yeah. And may still, may still cop her. Yeah. 
since he knows it's her, he'll have the sword ready. He's not mm. going to be. He's not going to muck around. So he's 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 eating pina coladas, drinking pina coladas, balanced on top of the sword. <laughs> he's the sandwich is stuck on the end of the sword. And he's eating it kebab style. <laughs> kebab style. Um, the only the only other thing I thought would be would be would be interesting and funny is that he's a bit of a sucker for the pretty face. The old Wade. He's and uh, and Laura's meant to be quite beautiful. So I was thinking, <laughs> when she shows up, he professes his love. I had a whole comedy routine planned to go, but since we got that feedback, screw it, I'm not doing it. <laughs> uh, but uh, so, you know, he's actually, he's like, he does like that sort of that comic book, you know, the, the, the heart, heart out thump, of the chest. Thump, and, thump, thump. Yeah, the thumping thing. And he's like, you know, he starts, you know, doing his hair. The and eyes he does, poke exist, out and go, a A wooga, yeah, you've got it. You know what I'm talking about. And, uh, and he professes his love, you know, pulls a bouquet of flowers out of the bag and he's like, you know, will you be mine, you crazy assassin chick? She's a bit mad. <laughs> and, uh, you know, she's had a rough life. And, uh, and she's just so sort of, what the hell, that she just goes for it. And so sort of, she's like, well, I'm going to take the opportunity here. And just, you know, claws straight through the heart. And uh, he's like, oh, you've broken my heart. Literally. You've broken my heart. And uh, and she wins by the one minute thirty second rule. So I've got I've got two different scenarios for how Laura could win it, but would that actually happen? I don't know. <laughs> this is where we need both. This is where we need the third person. We need the third person to throw in their rules. So, because Bo would pull out the liquid nitrogen or something. <laughs> no liquid nitrogen. So there's there are two viable reasons for why Laura could possibly win: sneak attack, beheading, or the love scenario, <laughs> where he essentially lets her win. Otherwise, if it's just a full-on fight, I think Deadpool's got it easy. So I guess what we'll do is we'll go to the fo- go to the votes. Okay. You reckon? I I, I think Deadpool's got it. What you traitor? <laughs> But it's just you're making excuses for X twenty three in order to get her to. They're win. both viable solutions. They're both viable scenarios. Okay. All right. No, but no, you're right. You you are totally right. We'll go to the Facebook first. So, like like I said, 117 votes. Oh, before you even go to the Facebook, I do have to mention that Bo said he thinks Laura would win. So no, he didn't say he think he wants her to win. He wants. Oh no, you're right. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying so hard, <laughs> but you're right. He did say he wants her to win. But anyway, anyway, let's go. So the Facebook votes, we had 117 votes. One of them was a tie. Uh, but uh, X23, 7. Deadpool, 109. <laughs> it's pretty self-explanatory, isn't it? One of the comments, my favourite comment was actually just a page. It had no comment, no text. It was just a page from a comic with X23 and Dakin on hooks <laughs> dead <laughs> it's like and uh, it's from I think it's actually from Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe so it's, and it's like Wolverine is like where are you and it's voice, but Deadpool's voiceover is, you know it's like they're like a present for you or something I don't know. anyway but that was that was pretty much self-explanatory I've got a surprise for you yeah I've got a surprise where's this creepy voice come from it's Christopher Pine oh right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fixer <laughs> Let's fix that. Uh, anyway, Deadpool um, versus Christopher Pye. <laughs> oh, Christopher Pye for sure. Because he's the fixer. He's the fixer. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so back to this. So, all right. So, because uh, I've, I blatantly just want Laura to win, 
And like I said, they're viable scenarios. It's that could show, be possible. You could, you could overrule and say th- she wins. Well, I think we should... Uh, no, I don't think we should. I mean, even you say that, she should, that Deadpool should win, and I think we should go with our, our, our listeners. Our okay. listeners have decreed that Deadpool wins it. Okay. So Sorry, Bo. Sorry, Bo. <laughs> sorry, myself. <laughs> sorry to the person that said a tie. And especially sorry to the seven people who said X-23. Uh, so, yeah, so thank you very much for uh, everybody who... Uh, made a comment uh, that is due to the circumstances you've, de- you've we've decreed Deadpool the winner um, and let's face it it's probably it's probably true <laughs> he probably would win it would take bloody ages but it would actually it would be him for sure he's he's so OP it's ridiculous so that's uh, yeah Deadpool the winner he's so what OP overpowered <laughs> it's a gaming term have you never heard that before no you've never heard the term OP before no well there you go lol <laughs> and uh, yeah, so Deadpool is the victor, and uh, I'm going to do. And what I'm going to, I just want the final image to be that uh, even though he wins, he cradles her in his arms, crying. We could have been something. You're too pretty to die. She's a bit young for him. Well, that's true. Is that is that a bit creepy? Is it? It's a bit creepy. All right, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> So that's it. Victory to Deadpool. Thank you very much to everybody that, that commented. Uh, thank, I mean, like I said, it is awesome. Um, I was quite depressed about the lack of votes for the Bionic fight, but uh, Deadpool always guaranteed to get some comments. Uh, so with that victory, Deadpool goes on to the next round, um, the next tier of uh, rounds, well, the semi-final, essentially. So Deadpool moves on to the semi-final, which is pretty cool. In two episodes time, we'll have round six, which will be the winners from uh, rounds... Three and four. Right. <laughs> so, Teal'c versus the Bionic Woman and Max. <laughs> <laughs> Just chucks Max in there. Gotta chuck, gotta chuck Max in. Make there. it up in the rules. Yeah, so Teal'c built Galron, so he moves on to the next round, and, and Jamie beat Steve, so she moves on to the next one. So it's Teal'c versus Bionic Woman. So who do you think will win? Give us your comments. I, I think I know who they think will win. You know who wins? You, the listener. <laughs> oh. I try hard. Let's move on to... Coming soon! In Australian cinemas, March 26th, we get Cinderella. Again. The live-action version. A yeah. new version of Cinderella. Yeah. Yay. Who, who cares? <laughs> uh, uh, get Hard, which <laughs> just looks terrible. It's uh, Kevin Hart and... Uh, oh, and, Will uh, Farrell. Will Farrell. Yeah. Mm. It just looks, looks really, really bad. Uh, Leviathan... Uh, which sounds pretty interesting. It was a big hit at Cannes. Uh, I believe Russian, correct me if I'm wrong, but European version uh, of the story of Job. Um, or sort of, you know, like a retelling of the story of Job, but set in the real world. So it's, I don't know, it, just, it sounds interesting. I, th- I think it sounds, it looks pretty cool. Uh, and Sean the Sheep, for those kiddies. And kiddies at heart. Okay. <laughs> which I can't stand. I can't stand Sean the Sheep. But it's, not, but it's not for me, anyway. Uh, I prefer that other one that Jermaine does the voice for, but I can't remember the name of it. Jermaine Clement? Yeah, there's, a, there's an animated sheep one where Jermaine Clement does the voice. Well, there you go. I've learned something today. Uh, before we go, I just want to do some plugs. Some quick plugs. Uh, Wormwood, the Australian zombie film that uh, people know I love, uh, is having screenings through the website FanForce. So uh, we mentioned it in the episode where we interviewed... Keith, uh, so fan-force.com forward slash screenings. 
Uh, go check that out. We'll have the link in the show notes. And basically what they do is they you nominate uh, a cinema to show a, a screening of a film and then everybody sort of pledges to attend. And they have to get a certain amount. And uh, if they reach that amount, the, the, that, that amount, they uh, then screen the film. Sounds like a cinema flash mob. No, where do you get these analogies from? I don't, I don't know. Flash mob. <laughs> it's like get... a cinema Kickstarter type thing. Yeah. Flash mob. Well, literally, like you send out and says, I've got to be at this cinema and everybody turns up. Oh, well, I guess in that sense it is, cru- it is accurate. They're not going to do a song on dance when they get there. But you can if you want to. That'd be awesome if you did. <laughs> It'd be awesome. Come dressed up as zombies. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, and some of them even have you know, Q&As with the stars and stuff like that. So, yeah, so get behind it. Check it out. Uh, nominate a seminar and... Uh, or cinema, even if you prefer, if you prefer, <laughs> instead of sim- seminar, <laughs> whatever the hell I just, I just said, and uh, support Aussie film. <laughs> the other plug is uh, is a personal one. Uh, we are producing a new video podcast, a vodcast uh, that's going to be on online, obviously because of video. Otherwise, what's the point? Yeah, I don't know where else you'd put it. Really, I don't know where else you would put it. We're really excited. It's called Mana Mojo, and it, uh, it'll be. And it stars our, our friends uh, Black Sword and Silhouette, and uh, it'll be covering uh, video games and anime and cosplay and all that sort of stuff. So uh, it's really, really cool. The website's up, menomojo.com, and we'll have, I'll have all the links uh, in the show notes as well. But uh, they've got a, a promo video up, which is awesome, and uh, we're, we're really excited. I think it's, it's going to be huge. Manamojo. Manamojo. Exciting new branch for NCP. That's right. It's, I'm so excited I'm rubbing my nipple. Which is erect. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, we're out of here. <laughs> cool, so that's it from me, your host, David. I love you all. And they're erect, so it's proof. <laughs> hey, Crystal! I'm a fixer. <laughs> I've got a surprise for you. I fixed it. <laughs> Please go check out that video, it's bloody hilarious. <laughs> Even check out the, the, <laughs> the original, <laughs> it's just funny. As... Anyway, that's Bye. it for episode 135. Bye! <laughs> You've been listening to Nerd Culture Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email to feedback at nerdculturepodcast.com. You can run on our wall if you go to the Facebook page. Go to facebook.com forward slash nerdculturepodcast. Tweet us at nerdculturecast. Skype us on Nerd Culture Podcast. If we don't answer, leave a message. We might even play it on the show. You can comment on any post on our website. www.nerdculturepodcast.com If you'd like to support the show, Use the Amazon affiliate widget on our website to do your Amazon shopping. It doesn't cost you any extra, and a small percentage of the profit goes towards helping us to produce our show. We can see what you buy, but not who you are, so your privacy is assured. Check out our videos at ncptv.net, or search for NCPTV on YouTube, because we also have a YouTube channel. Don't forget, you can rate, review, and subscribe to the show on iTunes. Wondering where you can hear more of Bo? Go to ecnradio.com. Bo and David also have another podcast called Film Flames. More info at www.filmflames.com. You can find all of our podcasts and more at undercastnetwork.com. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for more episodes.